two things, captaincy and triple captaincy. Uh, let's take them in together because you and I, Sam, we both saved. I mean, I think I listened to your advice in the end. I was quite, I was almost certainly going to activate triple captain and gaming 20. And something, you know, you put enough doubt in my head and the last minute I took it off. I was very lucky because Harlan only got eight points. So thank you. But are you going to use triple captain this week with United having the double against Palace and Leeds? Yes, I am. I think with the form they're in, two home games, two easy games, what more can you ask for for a triple captainable situation? Uh, it's perfect. I'll, I'll do it. Triple captain Rashford. Hello everyone and welcome back to the FPL Banger podcast for the double game week 22 preview. My name is Siva. I'm joined again by Sam. Sam, have you enjoyed the FA Cup break? And have you enjoyed the transfer window? I see United are signing Marcel Sabitzer today. Not signing, right? We are linked with Marcel Sabitzer. Anyway, we are recording this right now on deadline day. So a lot could happen. Whatever we say could be thrown out the window, you know. Very Um, good start. Hopefully not. But yeah, so do forgive us if something happens after we release the pod. Why are you starting at the podcast and apology immediately? Just just bring (laughs) us down. We won't talk too much about the transfer window, but I think it's interesting when you see some teams, okay, so Chelsea at one end, right? Bought like everybody they could find. And then you got... (laughs) Everybody they could find, everybody everyone else found. Yeah. (laughs) They bought everybody Brighton and Arsenal wanted all on 10-year contracts. But then at the other end, you've got teams like uh, Liverpool who have not strengthened at all. And today I see another injury for Ibrahim Konate. And that means they are one injury away from having to play Nat Phillips, right? And uh, at Spurs, you've seen that, okay, they brought in Pedro Porro, so new right wing back. So anybody was hoping for a nailed wing back at Spurs. They've also sold Matt Doherty. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say that. They loaned him now, I think. Yep, loan to Atletico Madrid. I just, I think, uh, do these new signings, like how concerned are you about minutes-wise? Because this is our first pod uh, since a lot of these transfers happened. So I think uh, starting off with Arsenal, I think that's a big concern for a lot of people. And Gabriel Martinelli, I think that's a good point to start. What do you think about somebody like Leandro Trossard? Does he worry you? Does his coming into the team worry you with respect to Martinelli's minutes? Is that something you got to think about when you make transfers this week? I don't think so. Um, you are an Arsenal fan, right, Siva? You know Ateta is really stubborn when it comes to his first-choice players, right? Once he settles on someone, he tends to stick with them. Um, of course, you know, Trossard coming in gives them the option that Martinelli can come off 70 minutes, 80 minutes, whatever, maybe. And then in the... I don't know, are, you, are you still in the FA Cup? <laughs> no, man, we just... We, we, uh, this is a very subtle thing. Yes, we just got knocked out by City. Yeah, but I mean, you don't have depth, basically. But now with Trossard, you do. And he is quality, although I don't see them dropping Martinelli. Unless, you know, if you've got too many games in a row, he needs to be rested. Then you that's, you know, unavoidable for any team, right? But first choice, I think Martinelli is still there, still locked into the team. But it's crazy, though. A lot of people are transferring him out. I think it's like the one of the top five most, or this the third most transferred out player this week so far. 
that's insane because Martinelli is probably, if not the best value asset in the game, maybe just behind Odegaard. But I will say that, and what you're telling me, Sam, is what I've seen on Twitter all week. Uh, typically from non-Arsenal fans, but also from some Arsenal fans, is that Martinelli is safe. I actually don't think that's a guarantee. I think for having watched Martinelli this season, I think he is quite tired. Like we've been playing him far more often, even in the Europa League, than we should have. Wingers have been an issue for Arsenal. We haven't really have any depth there. You saw Saka playing in the FA Cup when we really would have liked to rest him. We've sold uh, Marquinhos on loan. So he was the backup winger. Beyond these guys, we don't really have many other options. Enketia would typically help out, but Enketia is playing striker now. So Martinelli has to keep going each week. I do think Trossard actually affects his minutes. And maybe Trossard won't start every game. He started against City, of course. But I think given where we are now, right? Especially we're trying to maximize weeks and maximize returns. And Arsenal, best team in the league, probably. You kind of want your assets to play 90 minutes or as many minutes as possible. So I don't actually think that selling Martinelli is as big a deal as people seem to think it is. I I think if you were to pick best Arsenal FPL assets now, I would not have Martinelli in my top three. I would have probably Odegaard, Enketia, Saka, Ben White, Martinelli probably number five. Really? I think, okay, so points-wise, he hasn't done so well past few weeks, right? But I think in terms of expected goal contribution, goal involvement, XGI, he's second in the team only to Nketiah in the past four or five weeks, I think. So the underlying numbers are there. He's just been a bit unlucky, I think. I get what you're saying, though. However, I feel selling him now, this week, Maybe jumping the gun a bit, unless you're just using it to to optimize your team so that when they do get the double, the following game week, then you know you're just maybe swapping in for a United player and then going back to Arsenal or something like that. Yeah, I, mean, I know. What I did with Saka. You know, I sold Saka for Mares, and um, then I got Odegaard in. So just kind of optimizing the the team. Yeah, a lot of people will say that, oh, this is a waste of transfers. But I think, and again, it's all very team-specific, right? But I think, and it's very easy to mock. Like, I see even I see this in a lot of places in Twitter where, oh, I can't believe you're using your transfer to switch one Arsenal player from another. And I saw a lot of people questioning, I think if you go back two weeks ago when City had the double, I saw a lot of people, Late Riser, I think is the famous one, who was making, I think, a Foden to Mares move. And I saw a lot of snide comments you know that just makes no sense like you're just it's just a sideways move I don't think it is I think you are you are objectively you take these assets and look at them separately you want the best asset from that team so I don't I just I think bottom line I I think people are too quick to dismiss these kind of moves as sideways transfers yes Martinelli may not be the biggest uh, problem or necessarily even a bad FPL asset but I think like you say He's not the highest in XGI, and Keta's definitely better. Okay, different positions, but Martinelli is the only one who has competition for his place, right? Nobody's competing with Saka. Nobody's competing with Odegaard. Uh, Jorginho's coming in, he's going to play deeper, right? And nobody's competing with Nketiah until Jesus comes back, which is in a few weeks' time. So I do think Martinelli is the one at risk right now. So if you have nothing else to do, I actually am okay with that transfer. Yeah, and think... he's also not on pens. I think that much we can sort of conclude that now right he hasn't taken a pen in a really long time yeah it's just the value i think he does provide so much value that even if he 
you know, comes off early or maybe even benched one game, it's quite all right because you know, most of us got him when he was only six point something, right? Yeah. Six point, I don't know. How six. Much I, I mean, we got, most of us got him flat at yeah, six. Six, six point one, six point two, something like that. So, so he is great value for money. May not be the highest point scorers of all the Arsenal players, but value-wise, definitely up there, I think. And I guess since we're on the topic of Arsenal, a lot of people are making moves this week to bring in uh, Eddie Nketiah, even though he doesn't have a double game week. So before we get into the more popular teams like United and such, I thought it'd be interesting to compare the merits of transferring single game week players versus double game week players who aren't from United. I think we can sort of, you, I think we'd agree, Sam, right? United double game week assets are the best ones to have this week compared to Leeds players, right? Yeah, of course. Two home games and they are in form, both defensively and offensively. It's a dream come true, right? <laughs> so definitely, I think the priority for everyone should be to have three United players. Okay, but so since... Leeds, no, I'm, yeah. Yeah, sorry. So since that's the easy part, I, I wanted to sort of, and you were about to go into it, I wanted to sort of discuss the merits of uh, getting a Leeds double game weaker versus a single game weaker from either Arsenal or Brighton, who we'll talk about later. Go on about Leeds, Sam. What, what do you think? They've got a double against Forest and United. Now, United's kind of like a derby for Leeds, right? It's always a very uh, uh, sort of contentious kind of game. Forest, Forest away, so not at home, which would have been preferable. But Leeds have at least bought well in the transfer window. There's a lot of enthusiasm. Weston McKenney from Juventus, I think that's a really good transfer. Should give the whole place a lift. And of course, you've got Wilfred Nyonto, who has been amazing. And he's so cheap. But he's, I think he's just 5 million forward. And you've also got Rodrigo, who has been good all season. Bamford coming back. Are you interested in Leeds assets? I was. I mean, I kind of put a few Leeds players on my watch list leading up to the week. But I think your priority has to be United players, right? That's a that's a given. And then, but if you already have three United players and you want to go for a Leeds player, I don't think it's a bad shout because Leeds are not a bad team, right? Um, a bit unpredictable, I would say. They can score points when you don't expect it, and then they blank when you kind of expected them to score. But in a double game week, I I take that risk. I think. Okay, so that I'm going to put you on the spot here, Sam. If you, for instance, let's say you own Anthony Marshall or you own Mitrovic, for example, this week you want to transfer in a striker. Are you going, let's assume you have three United, are you going for Nyonto over Enketia? That's a, it's uh, such a boring answer, but it's team dependent, isn't it? No, 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 no. <laughs> I already have three Arsenal players. So I would do leads. That's where I'm at. It all depends on how well you set up your team for the following weeks, right? Um, I would take a Leeds player over a Brighton player despite Brighton's form purely because of the double game week. You know, things can really happen in a double game week. Uh, I think a player like Rodrigo would be a good option or Wilfred Nonto. <laughs> yes, Sam, Wilfred Nonto. Yeah, so... I would take one of them. I wouldn't take a defender. But, you know, a striker, high ceiling, right? That's a double game week always gives you a high ceiling. I'd take that risk if the rest of my team were already set up. I think 
for me, I think you go with the Arsenal guy. I don't think you play this short term, right? I look at Leeds fixtures, Forest and United, and then United again in 23. Everton under Shondyche. Now, maybe Goodison will be a fortress by then. I don't know. Southampton, Chelsea, Brighton, and Wolves. What, what about for one week thing? Let's say I don't... Rodrigo, and then next week, Rodrigo to Odegaard. I'd be surprised if anybody has that few problems that they can afford to do a one-week transfer for a Leeds player and also sell him the following week. I'd be very impressed if your team is that well set up. Yeah, but I'd imagine team if you're doing that... Right? I'd imagine people who are doing that are probably taking at least one hit. And again, that's probably okay. where it, it would... And also, I just don't like the double for Leeds, right? Because it's United away, not easy. Forest away. Forest are really good at the city ground. They've generally been poor everywhere else. But at home, at least uh, amongst the teams in and around them, right? They beat Liverpool at home. They've done pretty well at home. I would not want to really go for a Leeds asset when you also have to carry them. And it's also opportunity cost, right? Yep, sure, you say that, you know, you'll transfer in Odegaard next week. But let's just say something else comes up. You will be stuck and you'll be using up a midfielder slot while Leeds play United. Or if you go for Nyonto, you only get three forward slots, right? Do you really want to use one of them on a Leeds asset? And then next week to Enkete? <laughs> so I think I mean... it is... I think I wouldn't do it for a hit, let's put it that way. And I agree you 100%. Their double is not appealing, actually. Um, the FDR is really misleading because it, you know, shows nothing for us away as a two. But like you said, they've been really solid at home. However, if, if you know, the rest of your team is set up, it's perfect, you got the transfer, I wouldn't do it for a hit. But you already got three United players. Everyone's good. Maybe you already have three Arsenal players or you have two and then you want to roll the dice. You already want to get Enkatia. I would roll the dice with a Leeds player this week and then to Enkatia next week. But again, depends on your team. Like you said, Siva, you know, doubt most of us are in that kind of position where we're, you know, that the luxury to make this kind of transfers. But if you could, I would do it. Yeah, I just also feel that ultimately... You go for the Leeds guy this week, right? Arsenal have Everton this week. I think as a single gaming fixture for Arsenal and kind of a mindset change, right? But it is, you're talking about the league leaders. You're getting a striker from the team at top of the league versus a striker from the team that is effectively fighting relegation. And the striker who's playing for the team at the top of the league is fully nailed. We're talking about Enketia here, right? But the same thing goes for Odegaard, right? Odegaard's the best asset right now in the game. I mean, that's that's something that sort of slipped us all by because he's just been doing it like under the radar. But he is the top-scoring midfielder at this point. So I think even comparing a Leeds player to an Arsenal player this week just seems very... It, it just seems unnecessary. You've got Everton and then Brentford and City for Arsenal next week. And I think, yeah, I would just I would just get the Arsenal player in. If it comes to Leeds, I, I, just, I would probably just skip Leeds entirely. Okay, fair point. Fair point, Siva. It is a good game. I doubt Dutch can get Everton um into a Dutch team in just one week. Or actually not even one week. In <laughs> just a few days. Um I, eventually though, they may become appealing defensively, but for now I don't see it happening quite yet. It's be interesting to see. I it's gonna be a lot for Dutch to sort of implement his style and to be fair, his style wasn't really working at Burnley towards the end, but who knows? We'll see. They haven't bought anybody also, and they've sold Gordon for whatever whatever that's worth, what little oh, gold threat he's not a dice player anyway. 
Yeah, Dwight McNeil wasn't exactly particularly good under Daesh either. So I, I don't I feel like there's a lot of ro- roast into glasses about Everton. So I just, I'm not too scared about the Everton fixture. I think for Arsenal, it's still, Arsenal have beaten almost everybody this, they've actually, no, Arsenal have beaten everyone this season. So except, with the exception of Man City, they've beaten everybody. So I really wouldn't be scared about an Everton away fixture. More so okay. when Arsenal have had rest. Let's move on. You did mention Brighton and we'll get into United and we'll also talk about triple captaincy later on. But let's sort of quickly address Brighton. Brighton's a tricky one because, as you mentioned, Sam, we are recording Tuesday for us before the Carabao Cup fixture. So technically, we don't know whether Newcastle have won yet. If Newcastle win their fixture tonight against uh, Southampton, that game versus Brighton in 25 is definitely off and Brighton will blank. Brighton also at high risk of blanking in 28 because of the way the FA Cup draw has fallen. If either they or United win their fifth round fixture, game week 28 is a blank for Brighton. Brighton should have doubles in 26, 27, around that period, according to Ben Krellin, but not confirmed. Now, bearing that all in mind, there's a lot of stuff to, to sort of think about. Would you be bringing in Kaoru Mitoma this week? Because that's the move that everybody's talking about. It's so annoying, right? Because everyone... It's not like Mitoma is, uh, is new. We've, um, you've certainly noticed him quite early, but the general FPL population probably noticed him maybe three, four weeks ago, but we were all scared. We said, oh, you know, Brighton might blank in 25. And we've just been watching him roll the points in. It's <laughs> it so frustrating. Of that, yeah, I know. It reminds me of that time. Um, do you remember when Diego Costa was on four yellows? And everyone was like, you know, he's gonna if he gets the fifth yellow, he's gonna be suspended. Don't bring him in. And he proceeded to, you know, he went on a like run of games where he scored every game without getting a yellow or something like that. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I feel it feels similar to me now. Um, but you know, the closer we get to twenty five, I think there's a high chance that um they'll blank. We don't know at the time of recording, but you will know by the time the podcast comes out. You know, so. If they don't blank in 25, I'd I do it if I have the chances to spare. The thing is that, you know, this week you want to spend it to get three United players. Next week, you want to spend it to get three Arsenal and City players, right? So then where are the transfers you're going to use to bring in Mitoma? But It's really frustrating. It is. It is, really. Because, um, I mean, Bournemouth I feel... at home this week, right? And yeah. then... Palace and then Fulham. I mean, as three fixtures go, yeah, no double game weeks, but those are three amazing single game weeks. Yeah, while we make the optimal, quote-unquote, optimal transfers, <laughs> you know, bringing United players and Arsenal players, we're just going to continue watching Mitoma score week in and week out. So so what's the, what is the uh, answer here? I, it's been made easier for us in the sense that uh, Evan Ferguson has been injured, so at least he's not an option not that he should have been because Danny Welbeck's back in the team. It's really only Matoma, I think, from Brighton who people are considering. So once again, coming back to the questions we were discussing earlier, you mentioned that if it comes to it, United as assets aside, would you be comfortable taking a Matoma over an Arsenal midfielder who have a double next week or over a elite midfielder who has a double this week? So I think the priority or chances would be this uh, United player if you already have three United players, an Arsenal player won't hurt so that next week you're free to make other transfers, right? You, if you already sorted your three Arsenal players this week. And they do have a good fixture as well. And then after that, it's probably Mitoma. 
Although I would say, I will say that if you choose to get Mitoma over a United player or an Arsenal player this week, I don't think it's a bad move either. May not be the optimal move, but not a bad move. Very fence-sitting, Sam, but okay. Very diplomatic answer. <laughs> yeah. UN answer. Yeah, you you and also, I I like I like I I I think it's very hard to to argue against Karma Matoma. He's scoring every week now, and he's he's not doing too badly. I think for bonus as well, you know, ten points last week. I'd be really tempted. I think Bournemouth at home, they, Brighton could go could go crazy there. I think they could honestly run riot. And then Fulham at home, decent fixture. Palace away also really good. But yeah, it's it's hard to justify ahead of certainly not ahead of a United player this week and. Ahead of an Arsenal player, I would rather have my triple Arsenal, my triple City, my triple United, and then only have Matoma on top of that. Okay, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's uh, move to United, Sam. I think United's the big one, right? And let's sort of just analyze where we are. So as of today, we don't know if Luke Shaw will be fit for the double. If he's not fit, hopefully Ten Hag, you know, in the press conference will give us something. Let's proceed on the basis that Shaw is fit. Assuming Luke Shaw is fit and assuming everybody has Rashford, I mean, I have Rashford, you have Rashford, everyone has Rashford at this point. Who is your preferred third United pick? Are you looking at Bruno Fernandes? Do you think he's been overperforming? Has he somehow fluked some of his returns? Is he even on pen still? Or are you willing to consider somebody like Lisandro Martinez, get, you know, some boring clean sheet points, really cheap? Or... Wout Weghorst, because life has come full circle and now it's a double game week and Wout Weghorst is back on the menu. Once again, um, Bruno has to be the third choice, I think. Although, if you can't afford Bruno, I think going double United defence is a great option too. Two home games uh, doesn't get better than this for double. I feel like I've never seen... In all my years playing FPL, I don't remember any double that's been quite as appealing as this, you know? Where I mean, I'm pretty sure Salah had Norwich in a double, Sam. Yeah, Norwich won, but it's always like the second game is is a tough game or something, you know? Two home games, two easy games, and the team is in form, the players in form. <laughs> I feel like it's, it's too easy this week, um, jinxing it so that Russia will suddenly blank both games or something like that. But anyway, Bruno has my word for me. I know um, people are making a big deal about Ericsson being out. Yes, he is quite integral to the way we play. But I think we have enough to do the business. I think Fred and Casemiro, Fredimiro, <laughs> uh, will be able to, to do the business. I mean, they do it for Brazil all the time. Fred tends to play well when you don't make him the DM, you know, the last midfielder. Um. So Bruno will be my pick. If you can't afford Bruno, I think Casemiro is a sneaky, sneaky pick that has been doing well. And it's not flukes. You know, he is genuinely making great passes up front, defi- defense splitting passes, you know. Cheeky assists here and there, arriving late in the box to score, things like that. I think Casemiro, as your third United um, player, is a cheeky shout, but I personally, I like it. Okay, but Bruno ahead of Casemiro, obviously. Um, yeah, Bruno is the third, I think. So Casemiro ahead of Wegos or Licha? Ahead of Wegos, for sure. Um, yes, I would take Casemiro above 
a defender. And that is because, why? You think maybe they won't keep a clean sheet in one of these two? Yes, because um, you look at the past few games, we've been considering, you know, one. I mean, Arsenal aside, Defense Palace, we considered one. I mean, a so, really, a really yeah, wonder a, goal, a though. Great free kick, but, yeah. you know, um, I think then in the FA Cup, we also considered one, right? A silly goal. So, I mean, I feel the floor, the ceiling is higher for a midfielder. Let's put it that way, I think. Okay, fair enough. Um, in terms of Bruno, right? Do you think, first of all, is he still on pens? Is that something that concerns Because the last pen Rashford took, right? Are you concerned that Bruno is still on pens or not? Or does that not really matter? It's a bonus if he's on it. Yeah, I, I think it's just a bonus, right? If he's on pens, it'll be great. Although United have only been awarded, was it one penalty the entire season? So maybe people are making too much out of you know being the main penalty taker. I I think Bruno without pens is still a great option. Um, chief creator even more so if Ericsson is not playing. You know everything will run through him. And I guess also a higher chance of a higher chance of taking set pieces if Ericsson and Shaw are both affected. Yep, exactly because um, I don't have the stats with me right now, but someone on Reddit posted it and it shows that um when he plays without Ericsson that his chances created big chances created really spikes up and then someone put it in the comment that you know it's because he's taking more set pieces which is great for FPL so yeah I'm happy to get Bruno in that will probably be my move this week okay and I mean just to finish off on Bruno because he I think especially at the start of the week, this was a topic of conversation, but it sort of died off since then. How concerned are you by the fact, we haven't spoken about underlying stats because I've banned XG on this pod for a long time, but let's let's talk about XG very briefly here. Bruno's non-pen XG for the season is at 0.17 uh, per 90. For context, that's behind, uh, let me just pick a few names. It's behind William, Joe Linton, Joe Willock, Brennan Johnson, Morgan Gibbs-White, Ilkay Gundogan, Otson Edward, Kiefer Moore, Anthony Gordon, Leon Bailey, Che Adams, Diego <laughs> yeah, Costa, Patrick Daka. We get yeah. it. Yes, you get it. It's bad. But, okay, so my take, and I'll let you come in on this, I'm not a United fan, but I just feel that I really don't care because uh, United were fairly awful for the first, I would say, first 10 games, first six games of the season. You're including results like the defeat to Brentford and the defeat to Brighton. I think this is a completely different United team, especially since the restart. A lot more uh, towards the end, just before the restart, and now we're seeing it even more. So much better. I don't think the Ronaldo factor is actually a big deal because he wasn't playing much to begin with. It's just that United are a much better team now. So I don't really care about stats that include the whole season. I'm more concerned what's going on right now. Yeah, I agree with you, Siva. Um, it doesn't really bother me. Simply because... Now, if it wasn't a double game week and you're weighing up Bruno against other players and things like that, then he wouldn't be my top target. However, it is a double game week and you do want someone to take that third United slot. And honestly, Bruno's the only other player, I think. Um, unless you want to go down to Casemiro or get a second, a second defender. Yes, he is not scoring as much as he used to or not getting into goal-scoring positions as much as he used to in previous seasons. He's often more into a creator, I think. 
but that's alright, you know, two games, an assist in each game, six, six points, you get 12 points, you'll be happy with that. You know, if bonus comes in, you know, it's, it's great. So, I don't mind having Bruno for this double. I don't think it's a bad move. Okay. Before we get into the question of captaincy and triple captaincy, I just want to ask you about a move that I have to look at, and I think a lot of people have similar issues that I have. A lot of us own Kevin De Bruyne, and for those of us who still do, our easiest or probably only route to Bruno is by selling De Bruyne. And for a lot of us, we're thinking of doing something, again, one of those FPL rules that you should never break, but we're going to break it, is KDB to Bruno this week, and then Bruno back to KDB next week. So hokey-cokey there, because obviously City have to double next week. How do you feel about that? Are You you don't own De Bruyne anymore. Yeah, good for yeah, you. I when sold I him the last week for Odegaard, and and a net minus one point. That's okay. Uh, you've got the better. You've got the best midfielder in the league. You, it'll pay off. I wouldn't yeah, worry too term, much about long it. Long term, right? Long term. Yeah. So that's the thing, Siva. Even Pep doesn't feel that KDB is the best midfielder in the league right now. He's been saying stuff like uh, KDB is not undroppable anymore. We can do it without him. Blah blah blah. I, I mean, Pep sold Cancelo in the riding? time we. We, from our last yeah. spot in our pepper soul Cancelo so I mean nobody is safe I think that much we can establish no but that's the thing right that was KDB's appeal oh he's safe he will be nailed the last double he was rested one game although apparently I don't know he went to a school somewhere didn't make it in training but Pep said that he will play and then he didn't play I don't know what's happening right there so just because he has a double in 23 doesn't mean he'll play both games he could be rested against Villa play against Arsenal, something like that. Um, I'm okay to go without KDB. So, yeah, I, I, I'm I okay with that move. Out, and you'd you know, be Bruno okay with this me week. Yeah, doing that flip, you know, in week, out this week and then maybe back in next week. I don't know if I'll do that. Do you but would already you have three Arsenal players? Um... I would. I will after this week. I have saved a transfer. I mean, let's not make this about my team. I think you know. But in general, let's let's. Would you be okay with doing that? You know, KDB to Bruno to back to KDB. Yeah, I think so. Although I would rather you do KDB to Bruno and then Bruno to an uh, your third Arsenal player. Yeah, okay. and probably just get a different third city asset altogether, which. Before we get, I, I said we were going to talk about captaincy, but let's just wrap up because I mentioned Cancelo leaving, right? And I see Cancelo leaving, neither of us had him. Uh, well, I didn't have Cancelo in my gaming 17 draft. Uh, that is like some sort of eureka moment. I got really lucky. I just thought he was expensive and some sort of miracle. He's he's now shipped out. But everybody now seems to think that somebody else is nailed. Uh, I've read enough tweets today. I've read tweets saying Rico Lewis is an amazing option. I've read tweets saying that Nathan Ake is a must-buy. Get him now. I'm really not excited by any City defender. I just feel like I don't feel safe about any of their minutes. And even if their minutes are sort of okay, they're not exactly keeping clean sheets every week. How do you feel about it? Exactly the same as you. I I don't think a City defender is a must-have. I, yeah, I've seen tweets you know, saying, you know, Rico Lewis is going to break the game as a 3.9 nailed City defender. First of all, he's not nailed. <laughs> He's not. Don't kid yourself. The City defenders right now are seriously a massive minefield. They have many players. And I don't know, Pep is doing this thing where he decides like any centre-back can play as a, as a full-back right now. Doing, yeah, so 
yes, he likes Rico Lewis. He does. You know, he's clearly said that in interviews many times. However, I don't think he fully trusts Rico Lewis to play every single game right now. Um, plus, Rico Lewis, even when he does play, he's been playing the past few games, right? Um, 60 minutes, 80 minutes, 45 minutes, 0 minutes, 82 minutes, 45 minutes. What's happening there? Do you really want that as your third city asset? The 45 minutes one is really fun because at the start, everybody is celebrating. Oh my God, he started. Oh my God. I'm seeing this even today, right? Rico Lewis' potential for points is astronomical. This is first up on Reddit. My God. Yeah, subbed off after 45, man. I, I just, I, I don't think, I can see the logic for Nathan Ake on some level, right? He is technically their first choice left back. But yeah, that that's true. That's true. But they do have Laporte who can play as a left back as well. And do they have Gomez? Although I don't think Pep really trusts Gomez either. And then in Lewis' side, there's also Stones who can play as a right back. Akanji can also play as a right back. And there's Walker who everyone, and Pep included, I think, forgot that <laughs> he exists. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what Pep is trying to do here. Um, I know ideally he's grooming um, Rico Lewis to become an inverted right fullback right wing back who comes in to join the midfield and then the back four becomes a back three so therefore you know having Ake as a left back suddenly becoming a left centre back makes sense but I think that's where he's heading to but they're not quite there yet so therefore he he can't play Luis every game I'm I'm just not interested in the City defence right now no one's safe and they're not keeping clean sheets you know if they were keeping clean sheets then maybe you roll the dice take a risk on it but they're not so no point there's no point yeah, and I think, I mean, if you need a defender, like literally, Newcastle exists, right? Newcastle have three of the top uh, four scoring defenders in the game. They have four of the top six goal scoring defenders in the game. I mean, point scoring defenders in the game. And all of them are extremely cheap. All of them are nailed. All of them play every week. So why are we wasting yeah. time here? And all of us won't trip here. So if you don't have a second Newcastle defender like me, which is really silly now I think about it, you're basically not gaining anything from Trippier. So I, I just get Fabian Shaw, get Dan Byrne or Botman. I think just Newcastle's, do that. Newcastle's another one, just like Brighton. Like I really wanted a second Newcastle defender four weeks ago or something like that. But then people are saying, you know, they might blank in 25. They will blank in 28, something like that. You know, it's, it, so you hold off on the chances and you see the points rolling in and you just think to yourself, man, I should just live in the moment. Stop planning 10 game weeks ahead. That's that's classic FPL, mate. There's someone out there who has no idea that any blank gimmicks are coming around. He's probably getting in Mitoma this week and he's going to get 10 points and we are going to watch while mm. Martinelli triple, gets two. Triple Newcastle defense and something like that. <sighs> anyway, you live and learn. Okay, let's wrap up. I, I wanted to make it a quick one because you've got a Friday deadline this week. Let's talk about two things. Captaincy and triple captaincy. Uh, let's take them in together because you and I, Sam, we both saved. I mean, I think I listened to your advice in there and I was quite, I was almost certainly going to activate Triple Captain and Gaming 20. And something, you know, you put enough doubt in my head and the last minute I took it off. I was very lucky because Haaland only got eight points. So thank you. But are you going to use Triple Captain this week with United having the double against Palace and Leeds? Yes, I am. I think with the form they're in, two home games, two easy games, what more can you ask for for a triple captainable situation? Uh, it's perfect. I'll, I'll do it. 
And to be boring, I'll probably put it on Rashford, which is probably what everyone else would do. I'm okay. not going to lie, the inner hipster in me did think perhaps I should put it on Bruno this week to be different. But being different last week didn't help me out at all. I captained Mares over Haaland and got screwed. So <laughs> let's play it safe this week, triple captain Rashford. I'm not sure why you're letting your past, you know, mistakes affect your current decisions. I'm pretty sure that's bad decision making, Sam. That's just like decision making 101. <laughs> but before we get to the question of Bruno Rashford, does that mean that you're comfortable not triple captaining Haaland in game week 23 when he has a confirmed double, albeit against Villa and Arsenal? I mean, he had a confirmed double in 20 as well. Although those trans- uh, those fixtures were a lot harder. Yeah. Yes, yes. I think City as a whole... Okay, they played well against Wolves. Give them that. You know, he scored three goals. Had a hat-trick. But in the games before that, and even against again, against um, Arsenal, they weren't exactly spectacular. Uh, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get it. Uh, I think the potential for United to score more over the two games versus City in their two games is higher right now. Although I could, you know, very well have to eat my words after United blanks and, you know, City scores like 20 goals in those two games or something. No, I mean, I'm in agreement with you. I think just the fact that their double includes a game against Arsenal, which all logic tells me that should be a tight game, right? Uh, It should probably be a really close scoreline, maybe 0-0, 1-0, 2-0. So that alone would put me off because United on paper, great double, Palace and Leeds. If United win both games 3-0, you wouldn't be surprised. So I think that alone. And Villa also not, since the restart, have looked really decent. People don't like when you say since the restart, but I think it's a fair metric, especially for a team like Villa because new coach as well. He's come in at Unai Emery and he's made them look a lot better. So yeah, I just think easy thing to do here is take it this week. Like you say, on paper, it looks like a really great double. Between Bruno and Rashford, let's assume you think Bruno is on pens and he's kind of more hipster. Do you feel, and this is something I've seen on Twitter a lot, that it's a waste of a triple captainship because you're captaining somebody who everybody is going to captain anyway that week, even those who don't have triple captain will captain Rashford this week. So you're only going to gain, you know, whatever the math is, I don't know, one third of the points extra that you yeah. would if you just captain. Some, some ELO stuff, right? Yeah. I think you're complicating it too much when you think like that. Just, he is a player on form. Tick, he has a double. Tick, he has double against good fix, uh, with good fixtures. Tick, what more can you ask for, right? Look at, looking, looking at it in isolation, that it's the perfect triple captain situation. So, I feel you're just complicating things. Plus, you do get a heads up against people who already use their, their triple captain, right? Um, which is a lot of people, actually. Yeah, seems like it. Of course, I... you know, you could, you could, you know, triple captain Bruno have a higher ELO, stuff like that. Bruno does seem to have a slightly higher ceiling, maybe. Um, Rashford tends to score one goal, but not really get bonus points. Although over the course of two games, I think even without bonus points, right? Let's say eight points, eight points, one goal each game, that's 16 points, So which is already a great, uh, triple captain, not spectacular, but you know it's good. It's a it's an acceptable result. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of us have had much worse triple captains, let me tell you that. So I think I would happily take that. He's in great run of form. I'm going to agree with you. And I think there's a small chance he might even take the pen, right? And we know he's taking free kicks now, and he's become pretty good at them. So yeah, for me, Rashford, easy. And yep, triple captain, same with you, Sam. I don't think there's anything else for us to discuss this week. Maybe just a quick one. Would you make a goalkeeper transfer this week? I, I saw something today about not a bad week to bring in somebody like a Melee or De Gea. I... I didn't even con- remotely consider a move that a lot of people did in Game Week 20, which was going from Kepa to Edison because he had a double. And Kepa outscored Edison in that double. Would you do a goalkeeper transfer this week? No, I would not. I think the unless your team is so perfect <laughs> that the only transfer you need to do is a goalkeeper transfer, then yeah, maybe go for it. But you're, you're, nobody's team is that perfect, and yeah, and nobody's... you definitely and you are probably making it worse by bringing a a Leeds keeper. Leeds don't keep clean sheets, yeah. or a, a United keeper. I mean, United have better assets than De Gea. Like he and wouldn't be in my blocking, top three. You're blocking United slots. So yep. Nothing else from me, Sam. Anything else from your side? No, I think um, that's it. So get those green arrows, guys. Have a good week, and, and... we'll see you next week. Oh, this is the thing.